previous two messages, we looked at the subject of fasting in the Old Testament and in the New Testament. And in this final one, we're going to directly address the questions that brought us to the subject. Should Christians fast today? And if so, why? When? And would they do it? And how would they do it? Should Christians fast today? The answer to that is yes, because of the teachings of Jesus. He assumed the disciples would fast when he said when and not if. We see that in Matthew chapter 6 and 16 to 17. Moreover, when ye fast, be not as the hypocrites of a sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces that they may appear unto men to fast. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But thou, when thou fastest, anoint thy head and wash thy face. So yes, because of the teachings of Jesus, he specified when and not if. He said they would fast when he was gone. We see that in Matthew chapter 9, verses 14 to 15. Then they came to the hymn disciples of John, saying, Why do we and the Pharisees fast oft, but thy disciples fast not? And Jesus said unto them, Can the children of the bride chamber mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them? But the days will come when the bridegroom shall be taken, from them, and then they shall fast. He said they would fast when he is gone. He taught his disciples how to fast so as to incur God's favor. Flip back to Matthew chapter 6. We see that in verses 16 to 18. Moreover, when you fast, be not as hypocrites of a sad countenance. Notice, for they disfigure their faces, that they may appear unto men too fast. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But thou, when thou fastest, Anoint thy head and wash thy face. He taught us how to fast. That when done properly, fasting would incur God's good favor. That thou appear not unto men to fast, but unto thy Father which is in secret. And thy Father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. Verse 18, chapter 6. That fasting should be done only when the occasion properly calls for it. We see that in Matthew chapter 9, verses 14 to 17. Then gave him the disciples, saying, John, saying, Why do we and the Pharisees fast oft, but thy disciples fast not? And Jesus said unto them, Can the children of the bride chamber mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them? But the days will come when the bridegroom shall be taken from them, and then they shall fast. No man putteth a new piece of cloth into an old garment, for that which is put into it, fill it up, taketh from the garment, and the rent is made worse. Neither do men put new wine into old bottles else the bottles break and the wine runneth out. And the bottle perish, and they put new wine into new bottles, and both are preserved. There is a proper time and a proper occasion that fasting should occur. That there would be occasions when prayer joined together with fasting might be needed. Jesus mentions that in Matthew chapter 17. That's in verses 20 to 21. And Jesus said unto them, Because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, if ye have faith as a grain of mustard seed, he shall say unto this mount, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove. And nothing shall be impossible unto you. Howbeit this kind goeth not out but by prayer and fasting. There will be occasions when prayer joined with fasting is what is needed. Not just prayer, but prayer joined with fasting. Jesus tells us that in Matthew chapter 17, there will be times, moments, needs in our life that would only be gone out by prayer and fasting. That's in verse 21. Howbeit this kind goeth not out but by prayer and fasting. 
So should Christians fast today? Yes, because of the teachings of Jesus. Should Christians fast today? Yes, because we have examples of the church fasting. We see that in Acts chapter 13, verses 1 to 3. Now there were in the church that was in Antioch certain prophets and teachers, as Barnabas and Simeon that was called Niger and Lucius of Cyrene, Manon which had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch and Saul. They ministered to the Lord and fasted. The Holy Ghost said, Separate me Barnabas and Saul for the work whereunto I have called them. And when they had fasted and prayed and laid their hands on them, they sent them away. So we have examples of the early church fasting. The brethren of Antioch fasted in Acts chapter 13. Fasting in their service to the Lord. Fasting and praying when they sent out Paul and Barnabas on their missionary journey. We see that also in the churches of Galatia in Acts chapter 14 verses 21 to 23. And when they had preached the gospel to that city and had taught many, they returned again to Lystra and to Iconium and to Antioch confirming the souls of the disciples and exhorting them to continue in the faith, that we must, through much tribulation, enter into the kingdom of God. And when they had ordained them elders in every city and had prayed with fasting, they commended them to the Lord, on whom they believed. So the churches in Galatia, they were fasting in every church. They were fasting when they were appointing elders to watch over the flock. Jesus said there would be certain conditions, certain needs, certain times when this required prayer and fasting. We see that in Matthew chapter 17. So should Christians fast today? Yes, because of the teachings of Jesus. Should Christians fast today? Yes, because we have examples of the early church fasting. Should Christians fast today? Yes, because Paul fasted as a minister of Christ. We see that in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, 23-28. Are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool. I am more in labor, more abundant, in stripes above measure, in prisons more frequent, in deaths oft. For the Jews five times received I forty stripes, save one. Thrice was I beaten with rods, once was I stoned, thrice I suffered shipwreck, a night and a day I have been in the deep, in journeyings often, in perils of waters, in perils of robbers, in perils of mine own countrymen, in perils by the heathen, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils among false brethren, in weariness and painfulness, in watchings often, in hunger and thirst, in fastings often, in cold and nakedness, besides those things that are without, that which cometh upon me daily, the care of all the churches. So yes, to Christians fast today, yes, because Paul fasted as a minister of Christ. He listed fasting among those things which proved him as a minister of Jesus Christ in Second Corinthians chapter 11. He listed fasting as a characteristic approving himself as a minister of Christ. Are we not committed to imitate him, even as he imitated Christ? 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 1, And they both fasted in their service for God. Be ye followers of me, as I also am of Christ. Paul was a follower of Christ, and he listed characteristics of himself as he followed Christ, and he was a minister for Christ. And one of those things that was mentioned by him as being a characteristic of a minister of Christ or a follower of Christ, was in fasting often. So should Christians fast today? Yes, because of the teachings of Jesus. Yes, because we have examples of the early church fasting. And yes, because Paul fasted as a minister of Christ and listed fasting as a characteristic of a minister of Christ. So at the very least, we can say that it would not be inappropriate for Christians to fast today. 
Unless there are medical reasons not to fast, we have very good examples to motivate us to utilize fasting in our service to the Lord. But to ensure that we fast for the right reason, consider our next question. Why should Christians fast? Why should Christians fast? People fast today for various reasons. Some purposely for health reasons. Some without thinking in times of grief and sorrow it just happens. Others in an effort to gain some kind of self-control. But these are not the reasons Christians should fast in their service for God. Christians should fast, for there are times when we are in need of divine help. This is consistent with the majority of fasting in the Old Testament. They fasted in times of war or at threat of it. They fasted when loved ones were sick. We see that in David. They fasted when seeking God's forgiveness, Ahab and Daniel. They fasted when seeking God's protection, Ezra. This is consistent with the example of fasting in the New Testament. In the New Testament, they fasted when dealing with with temptations. We see that example with Jesus. They fasted when serving the Lord. We see that in Antioch. They fasted when beginning a work for the Lord. Antioch. They fasted when selecting and appointing elders. Antioch. Galatia. Such fasting is should be done in conjunction with prayer. For fasting, when done properly, humbles the soul. That's mentioned in Psalm chapter 35 and 13. Fasting, when done properly, chastens the soul. Psalm 69 and verse 10. And the prayers of a humble person are more likely to be heard. We see that in Ezra chapter 8 and verse 21. Ezra chapter 8 verses 21 to 23. Then I proclaimed a fast there at the river of Ahava, that we might afflict ourselves before our God, to seek of him a right way for us and for our little ones, for all of our substance. For I was ashamed to require of the king a band of soldiers and horsemen to help us against the enemy in the way, because we had spoken unto the king, saying, The hand of our God is upon all them for good that seek him. But his power and his wrath is against all them that forsake him. So we fasted and besought our God for this, and he was entreated to us. Prayers of a humble person are more likely to be heard when done in conjunction with fasting. So fasting does have a part in the Christian life. And let's look a little bit more closely at it. When should Christians fast? We've dealt with should Christians fast. We said yes because of the teachings of Jesus. Yes because we have examples in the early church. And yes because Paul said as an, an example, an indication, a characteristic of a minister of Christ. And why should Christians fast? People fast today for various reasons we just looked at. And then Christians should fast for there are times when we are in need of divine help. So our next question is, when should Christians fast? Whenever occasions requiring divine help should arise. These may be occasions of an individual level, when faced with difficult temptations, when faced with the serious illness of a loved one. These occasions might be a congregational level, when appointing elders, when sending out missionaries. We need to take those things very seriously. Whatever occasions call for persistent prayer, they might call for fasting joined with them. Are we not taught that God is more likely to answer our prayers if we are persistent? You see that in Luke chapter 18, verses 1 to 8. And he spake a parable unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray and not to faint, saying, There is in a city a judge which feared not God, neither regarded man. And there was a widow in that city, and she came unto him, saying, Avenge me of mine adversary. And he would not for a while, but afterward he said within himself, 
though I fear not God, nor regard man, yet because this widow troubleth me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. And the Lord said, Hear what the judge, the unjust judge, saith. And shall not God avenge this his own elect, which cry day and night unto him, though he bear along with them? I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on earth. God is more likely to answer our prayers when we pray persistently, and also if we fast in the proper manner. That's mentioned in Matthew chapter 6, verses 17-18. So whenever there is a matter requiring much prayer, fasting in conjunction with prayer would seem appropriate. Finally, let's look at how should Christians fast. How should Christians fast? First off, it was already mentioned in Matthew chapter 6, verse 16-18, not to be seen of men. Christians should not fast to be seen of men. Whether fasting as individuals or with others, it is important that we do not do it for show. It is important that we conceal it to the best of our abilities so no one knows that we are fasting. Now, we may be able to share that with another person, and they know that we're fasting, and they're praying for us to get through the fast, but it should not be public knowledge that we're fasting. We can have that prayer partner that maybe is even fasting with us, but it should not be public knowledge that we are fasting. We should not do it for show. We should conceal it to the best of our abilities. So not to be seen amen. How should Christians fast? Not as some regular ritual. Let's look at Matthew chapter 9, verses 14 to 17. Then came to him the disciples of John, saying, Why do we, why do we and the Pharisees fast oft, but, they, but thy disciples fast not? And Jesus saith unto them, Can the children of the bride chamber mourn, as long as the bridegroom is with them? But the days will come when the bridegroom shall be taken from them, and they shall fast. No man putteth a piece of new cloth into an old garment, for that which is put into it filled up taketh from that garment, and the rent is made worse. Neither do men put new wine into old bottles, else the bottles break, and the wine runneth out, and the bottles perish. But they put new wine into new bottles, and both are preserved. Not as some regular ritual. It should be done only when the occasion calls for it. Such situations where you would be spending much time in prayer should be persistent prayer, spending much time in prayer. should not be a regular occasion, a regular occurrence. It should be done when needed, when persistent prayer is needed, when situations where spending much time in prayer is needed. So how should Christians fast? Not to be seen in men. How should Christians fast? Not as some regular ritual. How should Christians fast? Not without true repentance. Let's look at Isaiah chapter 58. Isaiah chapter 58, verses 3 to 9. Wherefore have we fasted, say they, and thou seest not? Wherefore have we afflicted our soul, and thou takest no knowledge? Behold, in a day of your fast ye find pleasure, and exact all your labors. Behold, ye fast for strife and debate, and to smite with the fist of the wickedness. Ye shall not fast as ye do this day, to make your voice to be heard on high. It is such a fast that I have chosen, as a day for man to afflict his soul. Is it to bow his head as a bulrush, and to spread sackcloth and ashes under him? Wilt thou call this a fast, an acceptable day to the Lord? Is not this the fast that I have chosen, to loose the bands of wickedness, and unto the heavy burdens, and to let the oppressed go free, that ye break every yoke? It is not to deal thy bread to the hungry, that thou bring the poor, 
that are cast out of thy house, and thou seest the naked, and thou cover him, and thou hide not thyself from thine own flesh. Then shall thy light break forth as the morning, and thine health shall spring forth speedily, and thy righteousness shall go before thee. The glory of the Lord shall be thy reward. So not without true repentance. All the praying, all the fasting is of no avail if not accompanied with a penitent obedience, without accompanied with true repentance. All the fasting, all the prayer is of no avail if we come to God with sin in our heart. We need to come to God confessing our sins. Come to God repentant of sins. Come to God with penitent obedience. And then fast and prayer when the situation calls for it, when it's not a ritual, when you're doing it not to be seen a minute, when you're doing it with persistent prayer, when you're doing it with long times of prayer. So now some practical suggestions. Don't go out and fast just because it sounds like a neat thing to do. Take the subject seriously. Fast only when the occasion is a serious one, one in which you desperately desire God's help. If you've never fasted before, start slow. Fasting only for brief periods of time, in slow, gradually breaking your fast. Fast when you have time to spend in prayerful meditation. Remember the purpose for fasting, to humble oneself in God's sight, to seek favorable answer to prayer for some important plea. So if you're fasting, make sure you have time or spend much time in prayerful meditation. Make sure you're persistent in your prayer as you're fasting. When you're seeking a favorable answer to the prayer for some important concern, important plea. So should Christians fast today? Yes, because of the teachings of Jesus. Yes, because of the examples of the early church fasting. Yes, because Paul indicated as a, a characteristic of a minister of Christ. Why should Christians fast? People fast today for various reasons. But Christians should fast, for there are times when we are in need of divine help. So when should Christians fast? Whenever occasions requiring divine help should arise. Whatever occasions call for persistent prayers might call for fasting joined with prayer. So how should Christians fast? Not to be seen a minute. Not as some regular ritual. And not without true repentance. Not without penitent obedience. Not without having a clean heart and conscience before God. So in conclusion, there is probably much more that could be said on this subject of fasting. But I hope that in this brief three-part series is enough to stimulate our thinking on a subject which is often neglected in both study and practice, preaching, teaching. It's often neglected. As with any subject, the Word of God is the last word. And I hope that this study has helped shed some light on what His Word says on the subject of fasting.